a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM at 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources on a Monday. It's great to be with you here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as always, we've got a lot of ground to cover in the fastest 60 minutes of radio as we actually try to slow things down just a little bit, help you divide the rage from the reason, help you elevate the conversation a little bit and make the news make sense today. And uh, obviously, our eyes continue to be on uh, the coronavirus and what is happening, uh, particularly in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. Uh, those areas continue to struggle, uh, as well as what's going on right here in the state of Utah. And I think it's important for us to uh, to take a look. Uh, many have predicted that this will be the, the toughest week uh, as it relates nationally to the coronavirus, uh, where they do expect uh, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, some of those uh, cities to uh, and states to, <clears throat> excuse me, hit their kind of peak uh, components there. So uh, on one hand, I think we have to be ready for those things uh, coming this week. And, and a lot of that news we're currently uh, just watching the total cases in the United States, about 338,000, almost uh, 339,000. And of course, we're approaching that 10,000 uh, death toll uh, count as well. So a lot of things to be concerned about, but a lot of things to be hopeful for as well. Uh, as we look to this week, again, a lot of places uh, are expecting to peak this week and see the number of cases uh, start to drop. Uh, we do; pro- uh, They are projecting uh, Salt Lake and Utah will, uh, will peak probably closer to the 23rd of April. And uh, obviously, we'll have updates throughout the day here on KSL News Radio, including Jeff Kaplan at uh, twelve thirty to one uh, every day. As we have the Utah Coronavirus Call In Show uh, every day, you don't want to miss that, as well as uh, other breaking news that will happen throughout the afternoon, including the regular uh, updates and press conferences. Uh, so, as as we look at all of this and try to get some perspective on it, part of what we want to make sure we get done today uh, is that we do look at at what happens next and how do we how do we really march forward it appears it appears that the action that Utahns have been taking uh, is working it, it is uh, lowering the uh, the curve flattening it out a little bit uh, that's good news uh, but this is the time to be extra vigilant this is not time to exhale this is time to push through and so we want to make sure that everyone is doing that heeding all the guidelines that have come out and that will continue to come out. Uh, sometimes as we as we work through these things, uh, we, we kind of get hyper-focused locally. Sometimes we're looking at, uh, nationally. Uh, there's also some very international things going on. Uh, Boris Johnson, uh, Prime Minister of Great Britain, uh, hospitalized over the weekend with the coronavirus. Uh, and in uh, something that I don't think has been done for quite a while, the uh, the Queen weighed in uh, and, and made some interesting, uh, some interesting things uh, in terms of where they are. Uh, can we go to the second cut? Uh, uh, on uh, just some of the attributes of self-discipline that, uh, again, very much in the Queen's wheelhouse in terms of what the British people have done and will continue to do. The attributes 
of self-discipline, of quiet, good-humoured resolve, and of fellow feeling still characterise this country. Always nice the way they put things over there. <laughs> Just such a nice way to frame it, that we have this, you know, this kind and good feeling uh, towards one another, that we are in this thing together. And uh, and then the Queen, uh, of course, was not content to say, hey, we, we got this. Uh, she also challenged the country, which is what I think all leaders are supposed to do. I also want to thank those of you who are staying at home, thereby helping to protect the vulnerable and sparing many families the pain already felt by those who have lost loved ones. Together we are tackling this disease, and I want to reassure you that if we remain united and resolute, then we will overcome it. So again, a good positive message there from the Queen uh, for the for her citizens there in the uh, UK. Uh, and I think that's important. As we look around the world, obviously there's a lot of places that are uh, under some, some heavy-duty duress uh, from the virus, and, and there's still a lot of work uh, yet to come. One of the things that I found a, a little disturbing late in the week last week and over the weekend uh, is the number of, of uh, Democrats in Washington who are already calling for a special investigation on the administration uh, and their handling of the coronavirus uh, I, there's going to be time for all of that. Uh, this is not that time uh, because to do to do that and to do it properly, uh, it, it, this goes well beyond the current administration. Whether you love the current administration or hate the current administration or somewhere in between, uh, these are all things that need to be processed and done outside of just a purely political, let's see if we can score some points and do another investigation. Uh, that's just wrong. Uh, at this point in the program, I also found it very fascinating. If you missed this over the weekend, uh, s- some video emerged from George W. Bush from 2005, 2005. Think about it. So if, if we're going to start launching investigations, if if we're really going to go down this point, finger, place, blame path, which I think we should just stop. Uh, we don't need it. It. Don't find fault. Find me a solution right now. We can process and learn, get best practices, lessons learned. We can do that. Uh, this is not the time for investigation uh, kinds of work. Uh, but listen to this. This was George W. Bush uh, in 2005 talking about his worry uh, about pandemics. We can help our nation prepare for other dangers. Leaders at every level of government have a responsibility to confront dangers before they appear. It is vital that our nation discuss and address the threat of pandemic flu now. There is no pandemic flu in our country or in the world at this time. But if we wait for a pandemic to appear, it will be too late to prepare. And one day many lives could be needlessly lost because we fail to act today. By preparing now, we can give our citizens some peace of mind knowing that our nation is ready to act at the first sign of danger and that we have the plans in place to prevent and, if necessary, withstand an influenza pandemic. All right, that's uh, former President George W. Bush in 2005 saying, if we don't prepare now, there is going to be a time when we're going to have trouble. We're going to have uh, a pandemic. And uh, he was right. And so if if we want to go down this this path of pointing fingers, placing blame, you can you can go all the way across the board and you can go all the way across your political spectrum, regardless of uh, what your political ideology is. Uh, And you can see there were definitely things missed. Stockpiles weren't uh, restored. 
Uh, things weren't turned over in terms of inventory. Uh, and so, yes, yes, there were plenty of things that have gone wrong uh, during the Obama administration, during the Trump administration, uh, even during the George W. Bush administration. He I think he was admitting that in 2005, saying, hey, we've got to gear up and and deal with these things. Uh, and so there's there's plenty to go around. But the important thing that we've got to focus on today is don't find fault. Find me a solution. Find me solutions. And a lot of those solutions are going to be the things that you and I, the individuals, and what we do in our homes, what we do in our communities, what we do in this state are going to make all the difference. Uh, remember, it is community and culture that lead. The politicians eventually follow. Uh, there is a role for government to be sure, but we, we've got to be very careful uh, in terms of how we do that. Uh, you look at places like Hungary where they're just abdicating everything. Uh, where the prime minister there now is going to stay in office as long as he wants. He can do anything by decree that he wants. He can lock up journalists if he wants. Uh, and and obviously we're not at that uh, phase. But but it's interesting because a lot of people start thinking that way. Well, let's just have the government do it. Let's just have the government do it. Uh, that's rarely the right thing. The important thing is for each of us to recognize what we can do in this fight. And that's how we actually end up winning. And that's where we're going to pick up when we come back from the break. We're actually going to have a Scott Miller from Franklin Covey. We're going to talk about your circle of concern, your circle of influence, and what each of us need to do to maximize that when we come back here on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.